Hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning to Life Plus Up with your host Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Life Plus Up is a podcast dedicated in making your life better by achieving success in three core components of life: personal, financial, and career. In each episode, we'll be bringing some of the most positive and inspiring news, followed by introducing programs to help out with personal finance. We'll coach you some professional skills to help you advance in your career, and be your resources for a better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday by follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, or much more. At the end of each episode, I will answer some of the questions from our listeners. So if you have a question, please email me or DM me on Instagram, or just by clicking on the voice link listed in the description. Remember, if you find this podcast informative and helpful, please share with someone that you think this can help. So now, let's have a great show. It is the end of the month again. You review your balance sheet and bank statements over and over again. It has been six months since you started your business, but still yet to turn a corner on your finance. All your aspiration, excitement, and even confidence have slowly faded away in the last past month. You ask yourself, "Why can't I make a profit? Have I not done enough?" When will my money run out? What should I do to stay in business? Welcome to episode 53, How to Stay on Top of Your Books, an exclusive interview with Parker Stevenson, the co-founder of Evolve Finance. Thank you all for tuning into Life Plus Up. Each listen and download is a motivation for us to continue to improve the content and find guests that can truly be valuable for all the listeners. So once again, if you feel this podcast is helpful, please follow, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts so we can be more visible for others to find. Remember, we are all in this journey of pursuing success in personal, financial, and career together. During this unusual time, many listeners have inquired about starting a side hustle, business, or just how to keep it alive by taking the next level. With that in mind, I have invited some of the best coaches and experts in starting and running a business to our podcast. Last week, we had the pleasure of inviting Tracy Bassett, the financial fitness coach, to talk about what to do before starting a business. And today, I have the fortune to invite another industry expert that has been helping many, many business owners out there to take their business to the next level by utilizing all the data on hand. Now, before we start. I want to urge everyone to step in to help as our country is going through the worst weeks of pandemic since it started in March. Many of our heroes in the front line are working endless hours, along with maximum capacity in almost all the ICU. You can provide protection for these heroes by visiting Thrive Global First Responders First to provide PPE and also care packages for them. And if you are locally to New York, you can also help by visiting the New York Mayor Fund 
for COVID-19 relief. Remember, all the sites and links are listed in the show description. Now, if you cannot donate, don't worry, you can still help by sharing this information with your social networks. Now, as usual, I would like to kick off our podcast with some positive and inspiring news. Today, our news is brought to you by the Good News Network. And the headline is, After devastating storm, boy makes 115 baseball bats from fallen limb to raise money for Iowa victims. When the huge Derecho hit Iowa in August with wind that reached 140 miles per hour, a 12-year-old boy found a unique way to help the storm victims, hitting a home run for kindness. We didn't have, like, any damage, Tommy Rumberg told CBS News, but just driving around the town, there were people would have their house destroyed, and I just want to raise money so we could help them. He wanted to give his friend a special birthday gift after the storm appended his birthday too. Why not a homemade baseball bat? That was his pal's favorite sport after all. Tommy gave his handmade bat a neat name, the Great Derecho. Soon others were asking for Tommy's bats too. This gave the Enterprise twin a novel idea. What if he repurposed tree branches that have been taken down in storm and turned it into bets for sale. Tommy knew just what to do with some of the money raised through his efforts. He could go towards helping storm victim rebuild. Carving bets in his free time, Tommy donated over $2,500. I feel it's really helping people, he says. Of that, we have no doubt. So here at Light Plus Up, we really thank you, Tommy, to be an inspiration and delight in this really dark year. You have been a courageous symbol for all of us. And because of you, many families will have a smile and be able to enjoy the special season a little better. Now, like previously mentioned in the intro, I had the fortune to invite one of the best experts in the field of online business, Parker Stevenson the co-founder of Evolve Finance, to discuss the importance of staying on top of books and numbers to take the business or any ventures to the next level. A brief introduction for Parker before I start. Parker is a California rock star turned Adidas product manager and turned bookkeeper slash CBO. Parker understands how to communicate the numbers to the crowd. For six years, he has been advising the top online course creators, influencers, and coaches to make sound financial decisions while helping them understand why. As a former Adidas product manager, he understands the online business industry where other accountants and bookkeepers just don't, and he's able to turn his savvy into financial gains for his clients. So before we jump into our exclusive interview with Parker, Let's go ahead and take a short break and hear what our sponsors has to say. Welcome back. Now we have Parker here joining with us. Parker, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kevin. How are you doing? Not too bad. Even though the New York governor just gave us a new mandate to shut everything down. But you know, we already done this once. We can beat it again, right? Absolutely. I'm dealing with the same thing in California, man. So I get it. 
No problem. And of course, I bet the weather is much nicer over there in San Diego versus here in New York that we're ready for another winter. I think that's probably a fairly safe bet. It feels like it's getting colder here for me, but I imagine what I think is cold probably differs quite a bit from what you think, Kevin. I think this is a time that I'm already getting the snow shovel ready, you know, the six inch of snow in the driveway and everything like that. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm complaining about uh, it starting to get into the 50s. So we won't go too deep into that because you'll resent me uh, when you, you hear about what the weather's like over here. All right, you know what? I'm also excited about our conversation today. So Parker, I have already given a small background of you to our listener before this interview, but it will mm -hmm. sound so much better coming from you. So why don't you share with us a little bit about your background really quick? Sure. So my name is Parker Stevenson, and I am the co-owner and chief business officer for a bookkeeping firm called Evolved Finance. Now, I never thought I would be the part owner in a bookkeeping firm. Like that's just not where my career path started, but I'm sure like many of you, especially if you, you have gone an entrepreneur journey, um, sometimes it can be a little bit of a, a, a jagged path to, to get to where you wanna be. Um, but for me, I actually, I went to business school in LA and um, was actually thought I was gonna be a musician. And I have a, a music background. I have family in the music industry who have been successful in the music industry. And that was my passion. And, and I got to uh, play in a, a band with friends. Many of them were from high school and had a good run and got to play amazing shows in Los Angeles. Um, but eventually the band broke up and I kind of realized I wanted to get a grown-up job and, and have a little more stability in my life. So I ended up moving back down to San Diego where I grew up and um, got a job uh, in the golf industry. I was a big fan of, I just, golf was one of the things that kept me sane while I was working full time and playing in a band and um, really having a very full life. So golf was kind of the thing that my secondary passion outside of music. So I ended up working for TaylorMade Adidas Golf. At the time, TaylorMade was owned by Adidas. And uh, I spent kind of the next five years at Adidas kind of getting my MBA in business, I guess you could say. It's where I learned a lot of the skills and, and, and gained a lot of the knowledge I have today. And so during that time there, I also then realized that as much as I enjoyed working for the company, I, I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial. And so my business partner, Corey, he had already founded Evolve Finance. Him and his wife had actually started the company together. And I was learning from him more and more about what they were doing, what they had going on, and started to spark some ideas I had around how they could grow the business. And sure enough, uh, we decided to take the leap together. And I left my cushy corporate job to go um, you know, help Corey grow Evolve Finance. And six years later, here we are today. And that definitely sounds like an amazing journey. It feels like all your life chapters add up to a little foundation to build your business today. But of course, even though you sounded like so easy, it must not be like that, right? There might be some obstacle or challenges because I have a lot of listeners reaching out to me recently about their hardship on starting their own business. So why don't you tell us some of the primary obstacles or challenges that you have overcome, some of the significant ones in the past six years? Well, let's get straight to the point then, because I think the one everyone thinks about is money. I deal with money every day. That's what we do for our clients. We're a bookkeeping firm. So um, I'm not shy about talking about money, but that's the biggest thing, right? Like I was working a corporate job. I had health insurance. I had um, a 401k. I had a salary and the ability to get bonus. And um, so it was, 
it was letting go of that comfort and that stability to take a chance on something else. So I took a huge pay cut because of all finance was very small. It's not like Corey had this big business where he could start paying me a full-time salary. And I was coming in um, as more than an employee. I was coming in to put sweat equity into this business and to help build the client load to support my salary um, and then go from there. So I, I think the first one is, is just understanding that like my wife and I had to have conversations around our financial situation. Um, luckily, I was already kind of financially minded. So we had money put away and uh, we've always kept our cost of living pretty low. We don't live an extravagant life. And so we've always been really smart about keeping our, our personal expenses low. So that way, if one of us lost our job or wanted to make a career change, like I, I was making it with, um, you know, starting to work with Corey at Evolve Finance, we were ready for that. And I think that's something a lot of entrepreneurs need to be honest with themselves about is like, are you in a situation where you can um, lower your income for, you know, you don't know really how long sometimes it's going to be. Do you feel like you have a plan? If you have a spouse or a significant other, are you both on the same page around that and making sure that um, everyone is aligned around how this is going to change your life? And that was, you know, the biggest jump I'd say for, for me going into the a more entrepreneurial role. But again, um, I felt confident in my abilities. I felt confident about what Corey had already started with Evolve Finance. And sure enough, it's worked out pretty well, but it was definitely a, a scary jump to make. And I can definitely see that at that moment that you had to convince your spouse about, hey, we might have to cut down our lifestyle a bit for a bigger picture. And those are hard conversations. And the thing about 2020 is that not everyone will have to go through the same conversation because they might already lost their job. There's no other choices except for starting their own business. Mm -hmm. And right now, we're not going to go out there to find a corporate buildings or lease to start a front because the, the pandemic. So the only business that's currently booming right now for self-employee are online business. So Parker, why don't you mm -hmm. share with us, why is online business so profitable and so important during this special ages? Yeah, I think 2020 pushed the world uh, to going online faster than it was already going. Like we already knew like companies were, were moving towards e-commerce, moving towards more online marketing. I mean, if you just look at um, classic paid media advertising of television and radio and magazines, I mean, it is being absolutely eaten up by online advertising now. So everything was already pointing in this direction, but part of the reason I was actually interested in this company and, and getting into the online space was I felt like our, the clients that we serve at a lot on uh, Evolve Finance, their online businesses would be recession proof to some degree. And um, we've, that's kind of been the case because they're already set up to pivot and to be able to adapt to um, a pandemic world. We didn't realize a pandemic was going to happen, but our clients were already prepared for that. And so the online businesses that we serve, a lot of them are selling information. You know, none of them have to manufacture anything. Um, even a lot of our clients, you know, are, you know, only a few of them are really doing like service-based businesses, even to the degree we are at Evolve Finance. We work with a few agencies um, that, that are a good fit for our service, but most, for the most part, we're talking about people who are bloggers, they're coaches, they're course creators, they have membership sites, um, they're influencers, they're authors and, and, and speakers and writers. And so they're people who are sharing information. And I think with everyone going online, now whether um, you're thinking about this from a business perspective or even just like 
you're working from home now. We can't go out and do a lot of things. People are looking for entertainment, looking to build new skills, looking to improve themselves more. Like I'm pretty sure there's more people listening to podcasts than ever before. I'm pretty sure there's more people going through courses than ever before. And so that's where um, we've been very fortunate that our business serves these types of businesses. And there's no question we've seen our clients' businesses. Um, I'd say the, the vast majority of them have had tremendous growth this year versus if you were like a restaurant or a retail business, you might be shutting down your doors. Our clients, because they were already positioned to be an online business, have uh, been very successful this year. Yes. And of course, the one thing that I actually start keeping in mind is starting an online business, it's easier than ever. There's so many tools to encourage people to start their own business. But starting a business is not hard. Keeping it alive and grow it, that's the challenge part, right? So Parker, you have engaged with a lot of online business. Why don't you share with us some of the common mistakes or pitfalls that the first time online entrepreneur will face in their starting point? Yeah, I think for our clients a lot, and I think this is just true for any business, is trying to do too many things all at once and, and trying to sell too many things all at once. What we've seen with our clients is that, you know, while they are selling information, so to speak, they're trying to sell a solution, whether it's, I want to figure out how to use Facebook ads in my business, or I want to build my first funnel, or I want to figure out how do I just start a course business, or even as something as simple as I want to learn how to play piano, or I want to get better at guitar, like whether it's on the B2B side or a B2C kind of information product, there's, there's, they're providing a solution. And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we start to just, we, we kind of have to throw spaghetti at the wall a little bit and see what sticks. But sometimes we keep throwing spaghetti thinking that's our offer going, well, the reality is we can't do all the stuff we're throwing on the wall. We have to figure out what's, what is our audience resonating with? What are our customers resonating with the most? What offer are they resonating with the most? And then double down, triple down on that offer because, you know, a small business with limited resources, limited um, access to capital, you can't go broad. Like the more you can build all of your operations um, and all your sales and marketing activity around driving people to one main offer, especially in the, in the initial phases, it's just going to be so much easier to get people to know about your offer. It's going to be easier to position your offer. It's going to be easier to deliver on the offer. And that ultimately means the business is likely going to be more profitable from an early stage. It's when we see our clients try to continue, they want to sell seven different things at the same time, their profitability suffers and even their revenue growth slows down because they're not able to speak as directly to their target audience as they could if they had one main thing that they're building their business around. And we see business, you know, our clients, we've seen build half a million to seven figure businesses selling one main offer. And then eventually they can offer some complimentary um, products or services or whatever they may be around that foundational flagship offer. But if we don't have that flagship offer figured out as soon as possible, it's going to be very difficult to try to meet the needs of the business in all the different ways that a business needs need to be met, I guess you could say. And definitely, thank you so much for sharing. I feel like a lot of people can resonate that if you walk into a restaurant that you sell all type of cuisine, and that's not the restaurant that you want to bring a loved one to your day to. Same thing for what you're saying. A lot of small business, they got so overly excited, throw everything on the wall, and at the end, they lost their original idea or what they stand out for. 
But Parker, now let me ask you that you are an entrepreneur in online bookkeeping business. So how does your company work? And how would the online business owner, especially the new one, benefit from your service? Yeah, so, you know, our business is essentially like the way I look at bookkeeping and, and, and this is coming from someone who doesn't have an accounting degree. Like I, I came into this industry um, as a comp, kind of as a compliment to my business partner skills, who he has much more accounting and bookkeeping skills than I had when we started in the business together. Um, but bookkeeping is just data. It's data management. It's, it's taking the financial information happening in your business, the, the revenue that's coming in, the expenses that are going out and organizing it in a way that allows your accountant to file your taxes effectively and efficiently, but also to give you insight and feedback on how you're doing with the business. I think a lot of small business owners think, oh, I just need to do bookkeeping so my accountant can file my taxes. It's true. Like it does make it easier for your accountant, but it's your scorecard. Like, so the, the report we provide our client every month, or I should say the reports are based around their profit and loss statement. And we feel like for a small online business, your profit and loss statement is, is about as complex as you need to get in the early stages of your business. And all that profit and loss statement is saying, here's your revenue. Here's your expenses. Here's what we have left over in profit. Hopefully there's some profit left over to look at. And so the way we organize the data for our clients is tailored to online businesses because we're not dealing with restaurants. We're not dealing with doctor's offices. We're not dealing with laundromats. Everything we do is to give the best feedback and the best information to our clients using their financial information. So our bookkeeping service is really tailored to, um, you know, the, the businesses I just mentioned there. But the other piece that makes us a little more unique is the fact that we provide more guidance on helping our clients understand what those numbers mean. Because a typical bookkeeper will be like, all right, your books are done. And maybe you're lucky you get some reports or something like that. But at the end of the day, they're like, that's your problem now. Like I did the bookkeeping. And again, most bookkeepers are doing the books for so many different types of businesses that they can't really build an expertise around your numbers. So because of our niche that we've built our business around, our, our team is super familiar with the online business space. My business partner and I are super familiar about it. So we've built in some aspects of our service that, that help our clients to feel like, okay, not only am I getting my reports, I have people I can ask questions to. Um, I have resources that I can utilize to, to get better and more confident around making financial decisions in my business, as well as just making sure I know how to monitor the health of my business so that my business can stay profitable for as long as possible. And I think that you make it sound so easy, but however, without your methods, a lot of business owners really put themselves in a reactive type of position, especially for mm -hmm. those new ones, that when they get the report back from the bookkeeper, they're like, what, what happened? The entire quarter is already wasted. But I think based on what you're telling me, some of the best practices are really using the data that you actually create, the reports, to make a preemptive type of strike to go ahead and position the company for better strategy going forward, right? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we all need feedback. But when you're the owner of the business, sometimes you have to be more proactive in getting that feedback, right? I mean, you can talk to your clients and ask them like, do you like what we're doing? What can we do better, right? But you have to be proactive about that. And the same goes for your, your finances. Because when you work for a job, your boss is going to say, all right, here's your performance evaluation. Here's what you need to focus on. Here's your paycheck. This is what we're going to do if you continue to perform. Here's how we're going to increase your pay or increase your benefits, whatever it may be. It's, it's kind of done for you to some degree. But when you start running your own business, you're responsible for everything. You're responsible going out and finding the accountant and the bookkeeper. You're responsible for setting up the systems and processes in your business 
business to make sure you have visibility into what you need to have visibility around in your business. So there's nothing really more important than is this business making money? right? Like there's indirect things. Like if we have happy clients or happy customers, then we will make more money that will ultimately ensure that we have profit. But at the end of the day, we need some sort of feedback to go, are the financial decisions I'm making this business making in this business? Is it making the business more profitable or less profitable? And again, I know I'm breaking this down to be really simple, but at its core, that's really what it's all about. As entrepreneurs, we love to overcomplicate things and make them more difficult than they need to be. But I think if you can prioritize and stay focused on the, the key pieces to your business, that's how you start to get momentum and take something from essentially nothing. I think those are excellent points. I think one of the people who converted from corporate world to their own business is nobody's setting the KPIs anymore. There's no evaluation, performance review. You are your own boss and you have to make sure you set the right performance reviews for yourself. I think based on what you're saying, that those are practices that anyone can pick up. And of course, with your service, you just make it so much easier. But now, Parker, let me ask you, is that it has been six years since you launched your business. How has this business impact your life, positively or negatively? Oh, I mean, it's the best decision I've ever made. It's the best jump I ever made. And I will say that um, I'm a person that manages risk. So I'm willing to take risk, but I want to take calculated risk. And so I was fully ready to, to have to go back and get a job if I had to, if things didn't work out with Evolve Finance, right? Um, but luckily it didn't come down to it, but I'd say, you know, I'm challenged more and more every year. This is, it doesn't get easier. As the business grows, it's not necessarily getting any easier, but it's becoming more and more fulfilling. We have a team right now, we have a team of, uh, 10 people aside from myself and and my business partner. So there's 12 of us in the business every day. I love being in a role of leadership and and getting, I'm I'm the visionary for our business. So I I get to set the vision, Um, but it's hard. You're dealing with people, you're dealing with clients, you're problem solving, you're putting out fires, uh, you're having to think strategically and get ahead of things. I find so much fulfillment from that and I love it. It's forced me to grow as a person. It's forced me to grow as a leader. It's forced me to um, have to, think about my own weaknesses and, and the things I need to improve on with myself. And, um, and for me, that's, that's what life's about. I'm into that journey. I, I love that. I love, I, I thrive on that. So, you know, if you're just doing it for money, um, I think some of these other challenges will eventually break you because you, ha- you have to look at your business as something more than just uh, how can I make as much money as possible? And I think if you can have a vision of your company where, um, you can support your clients the best way possible. You can support your team the best way you can, like making it so everybody wins. Um, I, I think that's where you get more of that fulfillment that maybe sometimes we feel like we're missing from a corporate job because we just feel like a cog you know, in the machine and we're just doing it for a paycheck. While I'm making more money than I probably could have in the corporate world, I also feel like what I do every day has more meaning than it's ever had. And that's, I think, what I've valued the most from the last six years um, being with Evolve Finance. And I think it's a fantastic reflection and also allow us to know what are the true motivators to really run a business on your own. Now, I want to switch the topic to something that's more lighthearted, right? You have seen many type of business in your company. You have done bookkeeping for all sorts of different things. What's the most bizarre one that you have seen that actually work and people do actually want to engage with? 
Well, okay. So I got to be careful to not get in any, any trouble here. Um, we, as part of our uh, niche, there is a lot of um, people in like the spirituality world, like coaches. Um, we work with a couple of really big ones in the industry who are super legit. They write amazing books. They change people's lives. It's great. But we also tend to attract some people where um, they're doing some things where it's a little outside of the norm. And one of the things someone had reached out um, was someone representing someone else who was like a shaman and was doing essentially these um, hallucinogenic retreats. And they wanted to be on the up and up and be paying taxes on it, they, even though it was illegal activity. And we said, and we said, I think the IRS in some weird way would appreciate you wanting to pay taxes on it, but we cannot be doing the books for a business that's, that's doing illegal activity. So that was one of those experiences where it's like, okay, I definitely wouldn't have had that at a deal. But I mean, we've worked with people who have businesses where they do well um, being like a mermaid. And then we've even had, um, you know, we have one of our clients right now has a business where they're doing um, quilting. They teach people how to quilt. Um, we had a client who, had a like 300,000 person email list around a smoothie blog. Like, you know, there's all kinds of um, different ways. And that was like the, the big culture shock, leaving the corporate world and diving into this online space of like, wow. Like, it doesn't matter how niche down you want to get, you can build a six-figure business serving almost anyone or anything. And so that's just a little example of um, the wild world sometimes we're in here serving online businesses. You know what? I have never thought that shaman would actually want to pay taxes or about the smoothie blog or mermaid. But for any other listeners out there, there is no ideas that too crazy. I think Parker can help or at least he can put you to the right direction. So Parker, what are something that's coming up for your business? Any type of workshop, any type of product you want our listeners to know? Yeah. So, I mean, if you just go to evolvefinance.com, if you're curious to learn a little more about what we do or want to just learn more about the financial side of your business, um, a couple things I would recommend is on our website, we have a, a, a evergreen workshop called Know Your Numbers Now. If you just scroll down literally to the bottom of our, our website, um, you can sign up for it. And it's like essentially just helping entrepreneurs to understand what what they're getting themselves into with the financial side of their business and what they need to be focused on to create a solid foundation financially for their businesses. And then also I have a podcast as well, where I, I talk for about 15 to 20 minutes uh, each week about a financial concept, about something going on in the online industry that's going to be relevant for, for the types of businesses that we serve. So um, we talk a lot of th more about like, you know, how profitable should your business be? What, how much should you be spending on ads? Um, you know, just all the different things that are involved with an online business that we've had perspective on because we've served so many of the successful people in this industry um, that it, it tends to be a really, it's almost like one big course talking about all the aspects behind the scenes of running an online business successfully. And I think that sounds great. And for any listeners who are interested, I do have all the sites and what the product that Parker just mentioned listed in our show description. Be sure to check out before you guys log up on that one. Now, Parker, like for any other guests, I will always ask to see if you can give us one word suggestions that you can go ahead and let us take away from our conversation today. That one word. Listen. 
Listen, you know what? That's a fantastic part, especially for anyone who want to run the business based on services like what Parker's do right here. You have to go ahead and listen on that part. Now, Parker, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And of course, that I have a good feeling that I will get a lot more emails asking about you to come back. And I'll be sure to do that at that time too. No, Kevin, I just appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, and if anyone um, does have questions, I'd love to be able to come back and answer those and, and share a little more of what I've learned looking at the behind the scenes, juicy uh, details of, of running a, a successful online business. I'd like to see if we can have more shaman trying to pay some taxes for the corporation, right? <laughs> thank you so once again, Parker, for coming to our show. And then we look forward to see you next time. All right? Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. All right. I hope everyone enjoyed my interview with Parker. I sure learned a lot. And of course, for anyone who has any question for me or for Parker, feel free to DM me or just email podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com. Now, just to let everyone know, I will be going on the hiatus for next week for Thanksgiving. Here at Life Plus Up, I want to wish everyone a pleasant holiday and stay safe and stay healthy. As we're wrapping up this episode, I want to thank and remind all the listeners that in the description, you'll be able to find the overview of our contents, the links to positive news and resources, and most importantly, the show notes that I publish on Medium. Our music are being brought by Scott Holmes from scottholmesmusic.com. And if you have a question for my guests or for myself, please email me at podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or find me on Instagram or simply by clicking on the voice link in the description. If you find this podcast informative and helpful, please follow and subscribe through your favorite podcast platform and share with someone that you really think this can help. If you want to support, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or simply by clicking on the donation button. Now, we'll see you all next Wednesday. Until then, remember, success without fun never lasts. And fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a fun and a successful podcast together.